welcome to this week's episode of Chasing the Whimsy. I'm your host, Ben, and I'm here with... Liam. Liam, what is today? Last part of episode 37. It is the last day. It's the last trip of Tesdy Town, episodes 37. We had three, uh, two other stops prior to today. We had Jay Sarge. Uh, he's going to be uh, on Monday. We had Ming Chen on Wednesday. Uh, today... Um, our last guest of 37 is born and raised in New Jersey, finding local fame in 96 when he found his breakout role as Steve Dave Pulaski in indie cult classic Mallrats and would reprise his role multiple times over the years. He also leaves his mark as inspiration for one for what would become Randall Graves, arguably one of the best characters in the Viewskew universe. Humble and never letting his local fame go to his head unless he's checking it, unless he's checking his coat. This person was destined to do great things. He has taken a path that may be unconventional to most and has a unique work ethic, but the main constant would be remaining true to himself and all and unapologetic for who he is. This man's greatness began early, winning the Scholastic Award in sixth grade. Early IQ tests would show an IQ exceeding somewhere over 140. Um, being close to indie film and a member of the Horror Writers Association would branch out and try his hand at directing his own film, Vulgar. Vulgar was a dark comedy about a struggling kid's party clown uh, pivoting his role to bachelorette party clown and the work hazards of making such a change. Sure, the movie was met with mixed reviews, but over time found its audience. He would also team with childhood friend Walt Fanboy Flanagan and create several comic books. Carney, War of the Undead, Cryptozoic Man. Guest starring on early episodes of Smodcast, his true calling would emerge. In February of 2010, uh, starting as a form of therapy, he would team up with friends Walt and Brian Quinn before IJ to record a weekly podcast, Tell Him Steve Dave. Consistently the number two podcast on the Smodco podcast network for years, they would break away from Smodco and build a content creating empire available on Patreon. Running close to 14 years with over 585 episodes, Tell Him Steve Dave would win the 2010 podcast awards for People's Choice and Best Comedy named Best of 2010 Audio Podcast on iTunes, winning winner of the 2012 Stitcher Awards for Best Entertainment and Pulp Culture, winning uh, winner of the 2016 Second Annual Kevin Allison Excellence in Podcast Award, and in 2021 Podcast Award for Best Comedy and Listener Influencer of the Year. Uh, Tesdy would also create a full-length puppet theater DVD, two audio books, still available on audible.com, very retail theater, and a small fist of dollars. Um, it was also the first podcast to create not one, but two vinyls um, and many other projects. Tell Steve Dave podcast was also uh, the inspiration behind the hit AMC reality TV show Comic Book Men that ran seven seasons and 96 episodes. But none of those things will compare to his true calling as father figure to his niece Sage and finally settling down and marrying Mary Beth. 
Before we leave Tell Him Steve Dave Town, we have the pleasure of talking to one third of Tell Him Steve Dave. Thank you and welcome Brian Johnson. Well, hey, thank you for having me. I guess the other two thirds are too big, huh? Gave I don't know high. where they were. I emailed everybody. <laughs> I was like, you're the only one that replied back. So uh, we'll get the other ones back after they find out how much fun this is. They're going to be begging right. to come on. Especially if they hear uh, if they hear my intro, they're going to be jealous, I think. Right? Yeah. Not, um, uh, I'll keep theirs super small. <laughs> yeah, but like they did some stuff and then that's it. Yeah. Wall Flanagan drew a couple of things and one thinks he's the Joker. Right. <laughs> the third ranked uh, Joker on Practical Jokers. Um, so how have you been? Uh, I've been all right. I've been sick. That's uh, I, I tried to bail on you, but you you remained steadfast and strong, and you wouldn't let me. I would not let you. I was like, uh, well, episode thirty seven was kind of a big one. We've been kind of pushing it. We have the whole theme a little bit, so I was like, right. I get you're sick, and I was like, we can reschedule if we needed to. But I was like, please don't do it. Yeah, uh, no, but I appreciate you taking the time. Um, I know you're sick, so uh, you know uh, I'm glad that you're here and hanging out with us. Um, I, did you? take a look at the web comic that we did for you guys or for us, but about you. I did not. Where, where, where is this? Oh, did you send see. it to me? I emailed it. Oh, I emailed it to Mary Beth at some point. I'll uh, find it for you. Let's see. Let's do. All right. I'll find it real quick. And then while I'm finding it, we can talk about how I'll bring down my wrath on her for not showing me prior. Right. That's what we're talking about. We're here chasing names. Well, to be fair, I thought Mary Beth would have showed it because it was a it was a cute nod. Um, so, um, Ryan, we've been doing this is episode thirty seven. We started with Ming Chen in a shared universe, did his little class, um, and we within are. our universe, we introduced Tell Steve Dave because uh, we doxed you. <laughs> right, I recall that. Yeah, our our beginnings are that. In case people are wondering. Uh, you were looking to get a hold of us, and you called Airport Plaza, who, for whatever reason, decided to give you our personal information. Right. Uh, and uh, so you called Walt, and you called me uh, because you were you were coming to town to say hi, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was so funny, and then uh, <laughs> we appreciate you, uh, you know, shouting us out on the on the podcast. But here you go. Here's your web comic. Uh, so while we're doing this, like, since we've been doing the podcast, um, I had. Like I just have like everything that we do in the podcast, we kind of do to kind of um, what, what's the saying? Uh, telling Steve, Dave gives and the world takes. So oh, Tesdy makes the world takes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of not necessarily model after telling Steve Dave, but a lot of inspiration definitely from you guys. Um, our podcast doesn't really have a theme. It's kind of just me and Liam just hanging out, just chit chatting. So. Um, but yeah, we made a little web comic for you. This is the conversation you and I had. Yeah, I, I see that. Um, I I did not see this prior. Yeah, uh, for some reason, Mary Beth never uh, never showed me. Uh, I thought it was funny. Uh, it was definitely the, wanted to be the first. Uh, the, we want. I had this idea for this web comic. So I have a my friend Sarah Sarah drawn these up for us, and I said before. That said the first one has to be of us doxing you. So um, doxing of Tuesday. <laughs> I love it. And I just like the idea of me just sitting there and be like, what are you doing? Because you say we were best friends. <laughs> no, it, it it was funny because we we went on uh what's it called? I had to, he dropped me off to dropped me off at school and um 
no, it was the summer. He dropped me off at home and like he texted me randomly and he's like, listen to like the first like couple minutes of the most recent Tesdi episode. And we, it was just like, it was so like surreal because we just started freaking out because you said our names and it was like, we doxed you. <laughs> and it was just so weird how like, as soon as we started a podcast, this happened. And like, it was just so surreal at that moment that you were, that we were texting like Brian Johnson. Now look at you. How far has it gotten you? Um, I don't, well, like I said, the episodes are Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So listen to Ming Chen's because he he blew us up a little bit. Um, and since we started July 2nd, we have the website. We got all the socials. like a web comic. I live stream. Every week we're consistent um, uploading episodes. So we're just like, what is Thomas Steve Dave doing? They do extra content. We're making extra content. They're like, Walt draws. I'm like, I'll find somebody who draws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we would do if Walt couldn't draw. Oh, the, the right? number of like, the number of things that like, like even I, even I'm like, oh, who drew this? And he's like, oh, I did. You know, who made this? Who designed this? It's uh, pretty, pretty incredible. And you've loved his artwork since what high school, junior high, wild ass, fifth grade, wild ass. <laughs> yeah, that was fifth grade back in the day, right. 1978 or 79 somewhere oh, around Lord. there yeah i think liam has a happy birthday for somebody uh well i was looking on the instagram and that it was sage's i think it was 18th right yeah she just turned 18 like i mean we've been listening like we saw her on comic book man mm-hmm. and following her since she was tiny and it's just crazy to think like she's 18 liam's 13 now and it's just like where does the time go you're gonna like start hearing wanting, her with yeah. like the the what's it called the plugs and hearing her when she was little and all then, the old commercials yeah and then now she's like 18 it's it's yeah. weird because i've been listening forever too and uh i think um what's it called he wants to say that i'm the youngest uh does the aunt so lane has been listening since rough like he, he was aware of telling steve dave at three in 2013 and then really started getting into telling steve dave after puppet theater when i showed it to him in like 2015 so when he saw all the puppets and then was able to put a puppet face to a name on the on the podcast he was like oh i'm all interested in it so he's kind of been listening for like eight years consciously and kind of just following your guys's journey through comic book men ij and just everything else Right. What's so more interesting he... than following a bunch of old men, you know, and, and their <laughs> daily travails? Oh, but it, but you guys are funny. You guys have a thing. I love it. Would he not be close to, if not the youngest, Tom Steve Day fan that you know of? That I'm aware of. Yeah. There's there's been a couple that you know parents who listened with their kids that have yeah. been like uh, probably like 10, 11, somewhere in there. Yeah. But uh, none so young as three, unless <laughs> parents. That again, parents do also like when they have a baby, they they claim baby ant status so uh all right they're not even though they're not really listeners you know we got to welcome them into the fold all right we got a three-year-old now so i can so, so she's an ant there you go <laughs> there you go um so you went you were just on the ij cruise how yes. was that you were there for what four days five days i think it's it's monday through friday so okay. yeah it's like monday afternoon through friday morning uh it's great if we ever do another on one uh, that was the fifth one. Oh my god! Yeah. So since 2016, 
So over the eight years, been on five the five of the cruises. Oh, it's uh, they're pretty. They're they're a really good time, and uh, this time more so than any other trip before it. There were so many ants on the cruise. Like we had a meetup at one point, you know, like a, an ant meetup, and there were a good couple hundred people there. Just you know, tell them Steve Dave listeners, and it was uh, it's interesting, you know, as you sit there and you watch everybody uh, mingling and talking and meeting each other for the first time. It's it's kind of it gives you a warm feeling that you right. created something that put together this community. And what's nicer is they don't really give a shit about you. They, <laughs> they care about each other. Like, you know, they're, they're happy to say hi and get a picture and then move on to talk to their real friends, you know? Right. Well, they, they hang out with you every week and then they see these guys once on the cruise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did Ming Chen give you a heads up about us on the cruise? He said he was going to. Uh, he did not. I don't know. Maybe that's the, that, that's the way Ming Chen does it. Right. He's full of uh, shit, Ming Chen. <laughs> he, he was he was nice. He had a couple of uh, Ming Chen things to say about you, um, but, <laughs> but but it was all with love though. But you, yeah, of between Mary Beth and and Ming, man, like this is why it was so hard to get Brian Johnson. Like we could have had you weeks ago, but they were they were sabotaging us because they knew you were going to be better than they were. Yeah, that, that's that's Ming's greatest fear. Is I mean. He, he, he lives in everybody's shadow because he's a small guy, but he certainly lives in the shadow of Tell Him Steve Dave. He's like our little brother, you know? Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that, that was his role on Comic Book Men to be the little brother that gets picked on. Right. You're, you're pushing through. You, I mean, you might be coming for his Maverick Award. You never know. That's true. You can only remain a Maverick. See, he'll start resting on his laurels. Yeah. Yes. That's the way Ming Chen operates. And then next thing you know, he'll get scooped. He got scooped <laughs> by Jimmy the Hair Guy in the rap battle. Oh, that's a spoiler, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of those who haven't, because uh, the episode that you guys just dropped with uh, Sexy Lawyer, you guys haven't even talked about that much on the cruise yet. So we got a, that's an exclusive right there, guys. Jimmy yeah. the Hair Guy owns Ming Chen. Well, we, we kind of have a, a similar story to Jimmy the Hair Guy, but not as much money because uh, back when you guys were doing the the auction sale for Nate, for Nate there, there was a, there was like a original art cover of the vinyl cast one, the vinyl cast one, and we, we, we were one of the main bidders, like who were going, um, what's it called, going head and head against some of the other guys late, and I don't, I don't remember how much we ended up bidding, wanting to bid. Yeah, um, because we had, we do the Patreon, we buy the DVDs, we buy the the vinyl cast. So we love all your merch. We got your uh, mugshot shirt. He, I'm trying to find one in his size for him so he can work to school. Um, so we love you. We love the merch. And uh, you guys were like, hey, we want to help Nate out. His house burned down. So I was like, I jumped on the Patreon and I bid it on a couple of things. And I was like, we have to have the original art. And we were started throwing bids out for this thing for like $1,000 and then 15 And then like, I don't know who got it, but I sat there set my alarm make sure and i was fighting one guy and it sold for over twenty two hundred dollars so oh yeah we didn't win it but we were close <laughs> but for a second there i was like what am i doing like why are we spending twenty two hundred dollars i'm like we could have spent that money we could have flown over we could have taken the ij cruise yeah you would have been horrified if you won he was like I, oh my god what do i do now <laughs> that that's that's what the thought was he, he literally he was like saying he's like what are we gonna do when we win it <laughs> He got me all worked up. He's like, you should get it. You should get it. I'm like, I'm like it's an investment. It's a one-time piece. You're never, it's, it's the only time you'd be able to get it. 
uh, I'd have to put it up on the wall here to kind of just like, hey, everybody, look at what I spent money on. Right now, the person who won it is trying to get your number to see if he can unload it on you. <laughs> hey, I'll, uh, hey, for way less than the twelve hundred, I would be happy with a uh, a wall of original. Um, I have. Uh, I worked with Ming and got a. Um, oh wait, it was Walt's art. Yeah, it was the. Oh, yeah, I thought it was Walt. the record album. Oh, if it's oh, Walt's no, no, art, no, that's no, a totally different story. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 is actually an investment. Yeah, I would agree with that. I thought I, uh, for some reason I thought it was the uh, just the, the vinyl, vinyl cast. cast. Yeah, the, the assigned vinyl cast. And I was like, who's paying twenty two hundred dollars for that? <laughs> um, right. Now it makes sense. Oh, uh, what was I told funny you I was, was sick. I know, right? Uh, what was funny was Ming on Twitter posted a picture of the Comic Book Man DVD or Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. It has you, uh, Bry, Waltz, Gidham, and Sunday Jeff, and you on it. And he posted it, uh, a picture of it. So I went on to eBay and I was like fighting a guy for it. And I think it got to a point where Ming just pulled it because the, the whatever number I was at, he was like, that's too much. He's like, I can't have people paying <laughs> like hundreds of dollars for it. And I told Ming, I texted him. I was like, I'm like, I told you guys, I like your, I like the merch. And I got five signatures. I can't, I can't compete with that. But, uh, um, I eventually got my hands on one, so I got uh, a Blu-ray of you guys with all your signatures on it. So gotcha. Now, did I hear uh, you correctly earlier? You said you took the Ming Chen Master Class in podcasting. I did take yes. the Ming Chen Master Class. Now, what's involved with something like that? How do you do it? Like, I got, I'm assuming you do it virtually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. He, well, what he what he did is we went on a Zoom call, and he had like kind of a slideshow, and he kind of walked us through the like how to even start like the how are we going to get it uh promoted how are we going to get it out to the world uh are we going to do social media like soundcloud is it going to go on spotify apple um and that and he just kind of ran us through it for 45 minutes to an hour and at the end he kind of gave us our first taste of of a podcast when we were just on the zoom and he made us ask some questions and uh Kind of just running through all the basics and then just keep keep posting up. Like we've been, he's been keeping up with us through this whole time since like, when did we do the podcast class? July. July. Uh, yeah. Oh, and he keeps up with you to make sure you're still, uh, still plugging he, away he, at it. Uh, he, well, yeah, a little bit. Or he is he trying just... to sell you more classes? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it was interesting. He hasn't really sold as much of anything after that, but. Uh, no, he's a I, terrible I, I, businessman then. What's the matter with this good. guy? He's got three podcast studios. I'm like, you're supposed to get your fourth one. You're supposed to be, you know, asking me for more stuff and being like, you need more episodes. Yeah, he's supposed um, to always be closing, right? Isn't right? that the deal? Uh, really nice guy, but yeah, uh, yeah. He just we asked. I asked a bunch of questions because part of it was on his birthday when he turned 13. Uh, what we what we started doing was um, recording. I bought a little recorder and we'd leave it in the car. And we would just have weird conversations in the uh, when I drive them to and from um, home. And we, after we were recording those for his birthday, I was like, let's sit down and actually have like an interview because I'm like, I'll save this. And then years later, we can go back and we can listen to him again and see what your answers were like five years apart. And then right after that, he was like, let's do a podcast. So I was like, okay. And he's like, let's do it tomorrow. And I'm like, I can't, I'm like, we can't do it tomorrow. <laughs> um, but to kind of he's 13 so 13 year olds suck so part of the deal was we'll do a podcast but i want him to do the podcast class um 
Now, to be fair, I did originally try to go to uh, Creaky Studios, but he doesn't seem to be doing that class anymore. Oh, no? No. I, I, so, well, I think he does audio stuff, right? He, his his yeah. course was more audio-based. So, um, But yeah, so I told him to spend some of his birthday money on the podcast class, and then I'd buy all the equipment and stuff. So um, right. since then, man, we've just been trucking along, just doing our thing. Um, a lot of it comes from that idea of what was it? Um, like somewhere in like the 250s, uh, Quinn was talking to Walt about it. It was like, how interesting is it that your kids can go back, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later and hear hundreds of hours of Walt talking and it horrified Walt, obviously. But, um, but th- that same concept, when I hit 40, I was like, oh man, like what's going to happen? Like I'm loose, like I'm thinking I'm going to die soon. I'm like, everybody's going to die soon. I'm like, I need to leave a record of what ben, who Ben was. So that's kind of where the podcast starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder sometimes, like, you know, if my father had been, like, see, a radio guy. Right. You know, the equivalent. Would I, and I was just like, I just discovered it. What, like, how much would I go back and listen to? Like, I would definitely want to listen to some of it. Right. But hundreds of hours, I don't know. It depends on how good, <laughs> a, good at it he was. You I just suppose. wait for somebody to give you a highlight reel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, super cut or something like that. Right. Um, you are a member of the writers, uh, the Horror Writers Association, yeah? Uh, you know, I was at one time. I'm, I haven't paid dues in a while. I'm not sure what their feelings are about that. So uh, I, I may um, be uh, a member in Jeopardy. <laughs> um, you've always liked telling stories and you're very creative. Um what what gets you into looking into uh like horror writing and what were some of the the things that you started with when you started writing uh horror stuff i I would just write for fun when i was young like i remember watching horror movies with my mom when uh when she would come home she would work at a nursing home she worked a three to eleven shift and there was this uh sort of like chiller theater type uh Mm -hmm. show on where they had horror movies on at like you know midnight so i would she would come home i would come upstairs we'd watch horror movies together so that's kind of what got me into the genre and then uh from there it was just a matter of like you know just liking to make up stories you know just as a kid um and the the horror writers association thing the only reason i did it was to get another award or to get another membership type thing just (laughs) it was something to do (laughs) But I figured I was like, I qualify, right? Why not? Let me let me right. do it. Um, so when you when you're writing stuff, like, what is like some of that process of the the ideas that you come up with that are maybe less than popular? Uh, I read Carney, and right. there's some like there's some fucked up shit in there. So like, <laughs> like where does it come from? And then do you get deterred thinking that you're going to scare away a certain population or a certain audience? uh i've never really like with this anything that i've written or anything that we've worked on i don't really i don't think about the mainstream audience because that's not really who we're appealing to you know right uh the the people that's the the people that we appeal to we know we have sort of a captive audience and we know if we do something they're not they might not like it but they'll at least give it a chance right you know there's plenty of patreon stuff that's not for everybody but then there's you know patreon stuff that that people just love you know that they, they adore it the, so, the desi teen beat what's that the teen beat magazine teen beat magazine everybody loved that was a, that's so much fun you'd that be was, hard pressed to find somebody who disliked that magazine 
I almost clipped out one of the inserts and mailed it in. I, he had some ridiculous number on there for, uh, <laughs> and I was like, I know it's a joke, but I'm like, I should fill this out, but I didn't want to cut mine. <laughs> yeah. Probably better off. Right. The Ted's so like the Ted's the audience and you kind of just writing to a smaller audience. Um, it's, it's, I, I like the approach and that's kind of what we're doing here at whimsy. Um, we really focus a lot on, on like that community aspect, kind of like how you guys built your, your Tesdi town. We're kind of building whatever gnomes do um, and kind of just really focusing on like finding, trying to, we're, we're still trying to find part of our audience, um, you know, families some kids, you know, some people who can relate to uh, like some of our stories and conversations and stuff. Um, do you wish you guys ever, do you ever wish, like you guys try to push more mainstream because obviously there's there's money in, in in mainstream but no not really no i figure like our audience was always going to be what it is right uh i don't think like like i don't know that any of us me q or walt have any sort of insight as to, into like well what could we do that would make it more popular with the mainstream right it's like we're too old we're all middle-aged white guys like nobody cares what we think or what we have to say except for a very small select group of people you know who have sort of discovered it and have the same sense of humor same sensibilities that that type thing even with a small group in the patreon you guys have now been able to um basically create a a job and a career doing patreon content right so right. Like, you don't need to be you don't need like these these illusions of grandeur of like being like number one on anything you just like just give us our our couple thousand people willing to give us a couple of bucks and we'll just do our thing and have some fun with it and you guys are making a living now off of the patreon stuff you know yeah to me that's that's you know there there are times when walt you know he gets stopped at the border he doesn't want to admit that he's a podcaster but it's <laughs> like i say like hey if you're able to podcast for a living you know you're able to pay your bills doing it that's that's pretty good Right. You know, then well, you don't have you don't have to go get a job that you don't want to do. Right. Well, I'm working two jobs right now and I'm still trying to find uh and what's fun is like I'm passionate about it. It's like we're still early in on it. I'm being super creative, coming up with ideas. So like the idea like, what's nice is like talking to you and Deming is like you don't have to be mainstream. Like you can make a living with just your little niche of people as long as they're you're consistent and you're, and they, you know, people willing to follow you. So um, I, I, I love the idea that um, as we continue to do this is like, obviously we're going to tweet to everybody and try to snag some new people here and there, but we're not looking to be, you know, the Joe Rogan's or Mr. Beast. Yeah. Yeah. None of us, the only, the only person who's Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan. Right. right. Like, and Joe Rogan didn't set out to be like, I'm going to be Joe Rogan. It was just an evolution of, <laughs> yeah. of things that happened within his career to the point where people took notice and they're like, wow, this dude is interesting. And this dude does have like a unique perspective on things and I want to listen to him, right. you know? Uh, when you, so you, you worked a little bit with indie film, you, uh, in your intro, I mentioned you wrote and directed uh, vulgar. Yes, um, way back in the day. Way back in the day. That's uh ninety six ish? Uh no, it's probably about ninety nine right in okay. there. Ninety ninety seven to ninety nine right in that area. Uh where did that idea come from? <laughs> uh that came from well, Walt had the original View Askew mascot was a clown with yeah. uh the clapboard and all that stuff. 
and Kevin and Walt and I were down at the down at the quick stop one day we were just shooting the shit talking about what his story would be and you know just sort of came up with the basic idea there and then I asked Kevin like hey would you mind if I wrote it because <laughs> you know he said he was going to write it but Kevin has different sensibilities than that right. you know so I said, hey, do you mind if I write it? And he said, sure, go right ahead. And that's sort of the way it happened. But yeah, Walt was instrumental in that creation of that that story. Because it was Walt's idea that he's like, you know, he's he's falling on hard times, but like he's just putting his money away. He's just saving it up, you know. Uh, Walt Flanagan is the unsung hero of like of Tesdy Town. Uh, he, he's like, you think people part. don't sing his praises? You think he's I, unsung? I, I don't know. Like, I think people like him, but I don't think they fully grasp the influence that he has on like the people that we like. We like Kevin Smith. We like Jason Mewes, and we like Brian Johnson. But like behind all all these other great men, there's a Walt Flanagan just busting their balls. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, that's. Uh, fine. I want to call him unsung. I, I think Walt gets a lot of credit because Walt does a lot. You know. He does a lot, and you guys do a great job um, highlighting a lot of the stuff he does. The Christmas episodes are obviously a, a staple. Um, but yeah, I mean, early on, um, he was always a little bit quiet. But now I love, I love hearing uh, and seeing all the Patreon stuff, and just seeing how creative he's just blowing up and just he's just trying everything. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing about Patreon is you can try anything. You know, it's it right. doesn't matter if it's a show about reading catalogs if it's a show about kiss if it's a show about sunday jeff you know you, you're or jimmy the hair guy you're able to try out anything you want because it's you know and and get immediate results to or, or immediate uh feedback i mean right um i don't want to take full credit for tv guys on tv guide um but our episode two which would have been right around like july 9th we were doing a episode where Liam was giving me like zoomer lingo and slang and i had to try to figure it out and then it kind of like turned into me educating him about growing up back in the day and there was a like a five minute segment where i was just laughing all the way through it but trying to explain to Liam what a tv guide was and then, like a month later, we heard you guys uh, with the Patreon. So I was like, "Oh, they took that from me." <laughs> uh, but that, it was that, interesting. That gets dangerous sitting in your house thinking things like that, <laughs> right? Well, I think what was the funniest part about it was <coughs> it's about. It's, I guess that's all we do in our forties and fifties is you just think about the old days. We both came up with this idea for a TV guide concept because yeah. I was thinking I was already looking for like TV guides, and I was like. Hey, Liam, let's look through one and kind of play with it a little bit. And you guys already did it. And those episodes are fantastic. Um, yeah, I love it. Fun. Well, you're reaching back to like, you know, Liam's what, 13? You know, like everybody remembers TV from 13 years ago. Right. It's difficult to remember TV from 40 to 45 years ago. Um, like, I don't remember, you guys had mentioned that there was a VCR code that would record certain, like, uh, like whatever, uh, code it was certain, for. certain, certain shows. Yeah. It would like, as opposed to setting up your whole, you know, start recording at noon, stop recording at one, blah, blah, blah. It was just, right. yeah, it was like a seven digit code. I, I think it was seven digits Yeah, that you would just pl plug in there. And like, I, and like that was already even like before me. So I like, I don't even remember that, but yeah, those episodes are fun. All the stuff you guys do on Patreon is fantastic. What's your favorite Patreon show? 
favorite Patreon show is it, it might be TV Guys. That is fun. Yeah, it might be because it, you get to sit around and really reminisce. Any show where like I'm reminiscing about things that I liked, you know, <laughs> uh, we just did one about um, uh, department stores. You know, a show about department stores that we used to visit and now are now defunct. Like there's right. something, you know, hauntingly beautiful about def- these defunct chain stores that used to exist. Right. And uh, well, how old are you? I'm 40. You're 40. Okay. So yeah, you're, you're, you're even younger than Q and those guys. Uh-oh. So, so there's stuff. Yeah. There's, there's certain things, I guess. And also like regionally, it's yeah. like you didn't, you didn't have the same stores in Arizona as we're going to have in New Jersey. Right. Right. So, like, you're learning different shit about, uh, or different things about different. Yeah, it, and it's funny because uh, I fall down these rabbit holes on YouTube of just like old media or lost media, and it's just like, oh my god, like everything was so weird back then, even old commercials and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, yeah, I fall down those rabbit holes and be like, I remember the good old days when we had yeah. commercials. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's see, um. I think I thought I had a cool Patreon thing. I got nothing. Um, all right, podcasting. You originally started it kind of as a as a therapy, and over the thirteen years, and again, Liam's been listening forever. So, uh, like, how is it to be that vulnerable and tell all of those stories of the goods and the bads and the the ups and the downs and, and, and everything, like all your problems in season two of comic book men. Um, like how is it to do that every week to like such an audience? Uh, well, it doesn't really feel like you're talking to anyone because you're just, you know, as I'm sitting there, I'm talking to my friends. I'm just talking to Walt and Q and get him if he's on mic. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't feel like I'm talking to an audience, you know, an audience of ho- however many people. But the like back in the day, I doubt you listened to Howard Stern. When you I'm were... a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I watched some of the VH1 stuff when he was because uh, uh, I like the I like to watch it. But for a little bit, um, probably like right like early years of high school, I would wake up early and listen to him, and I probably followed him for a year, and then. Um, when did I, I listened to him when he had um, like the, the sideshows like Beetlejuice and all right. like the, yeah like some of those characters. yeah the Whack Packers yeah well like I I grew up on Stern from like probably eleventh grade on and one of the things that always impressed me about him was how at least as far as I knew how honest he was being about his home life and the things that bothered him and the things that pissed him off and the things that made him happy and when we started doing it, I figured like, what's the point of doing it unless you're going to do it like that, mm-hmm. you know, where you sort of bear your soul and let other people know that like, and this wasn't the intention in the beginning, but letting other people know like, Hey, you're not alone. You know, you're depressed. Mm-hmm. Well, so am I. Right. And even like during, like having a TV show and, and having a pretty decent podcast, it's like, if you're still be able to be depressed through that, it's like people can relate to that. They can relate to like no matter how good they have it it's like i don't know there's just there's still something wrong there's still something there that's preventing me from enjoying this fully right because like podcast tv show and you obviously like, people always like assume like oh they're on tv they're rich they're happy and then you're just like no it's all a mess <laughs> 
Oh yeah, no, that's that's not the case at all. And you know, TV is relative too. It's like you know, we were on a small cable station, you know, mm-hmm. basically. So it's like you're not, you're, we're not making friends money, right? You know, we're not even making friends, you know, commercial money, you know. <laughs> so I think it's I think it's easy just to assume, yeah. You know, but and that's you know that's where the podcast comes in handy is like you know you get to get everything out there the good and the bad and you know if you do that long enough people will form an opinion about you also good or bad you know that's why you know you get people like you know at reddit it's like reddit well you know some of them may not be fans of mine that's fine but it's like i challenge you to go out there and spill out everything every little piece of dirt every little every little insecurity you have you know all that shit every little like doubt you have about yourself whatever the case is you go out and do that for years on end and see how likable you are (laughs) right (laughs) yeah because like for because the with our podcast similar to like we kind of like it's almost like seinfeld it's just a podcast about nothing but it's just whatever so as we're kind of podcasting, I try to come up with some ideas and some themes similar to kind of how Walt kind of sometimes helps drive certain episodes. But um, we're inviting all of our family. So I guess we've had my sisters on, I'm going to have my dad on, my grandma's been on, um, his mom's stepdad. So like we're trying to invite all these kind of people in and um, we're having some fun. But every once in a while we find ourselves in some weirder conversations that were like we're whimsy and we're having fun and what's interesting is every once in a while we'll drop down these rabbit holes and um we start talking like kind of like deep and kind of like philosophical and kind of just getting into because it's this idea of i've been through my teens and my 20s and they're like they were fun but there's a mess you're gonna like you're going to find all these things you're gonna get jobs you're gonna get fired you're gonna have a girlfriend you're going to break up or you're going to be depressed and um it's interesting to with him is to kind of be like heads up here's some of my story and kind of just relating back and forth a little bit and just um you know i haven't really been shy too much about much of anything like on the podcast we try to stay away from a couple of topics but for the most part i, I like the idea of um of just branching out of the normal fun stuff that we usually do yeah like we have some fun but if something serious comes up it, it happens and and it's and it's real and i like it because it is relatable and people kind of have that like oh yeah I feel like you were saying like you're depressed people are like lots of people are depressed um and i do like that idea of that likability of or that relatability uh, that people will have with the podcast what are some of your favorite tell steve dave moments favorite tell them steve dave moments uh one of my favorites is uh when it's very early on i can't remember what episode but i would say it's probably within the first 20 or 30 or something uh where walt is talking to q and wondering why he has to drink all the time and he says you know you act like this big fat big fat frat boy or something like that (laughs) and q goes why fat and there's something there was something about like you know the he he could he could bear the insults he could tolerate the insults he could suffer it but there was something about calling him fat that was just so unnecessary to the equation that it just i don't know it's one of those times i think back and i'm like it's i'm like i might have a heart attack i'm laughing so hard at this 
Uh, um, that's one of those moments. Uh, all of like the um, the first uh, making hay. Making hay was uh, fantastic. Is really fun. Those are some of my favorite moments on there. Just talking to some of those people, you know, like going to Dennis's magazine stand and <laughs> all uh, that stuff. Making hay three is 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 almost as good as one, but one is still a classic. Um, two is uh, is okay. I mean, it's two. Um, it's just like every other sequel. They're kind of like, yep. okay. But three was fantastic. What you guys did for, was that 400? 400, yeah. Um, but I, the early stuff was obviously uh, pretty good. And it's funny. Um, what was it? Uh, 25, uh, Houston, we have a problem. I just, oh, right. like how, <laughs> I just like how that whole commentary just kind of just like Walt didn't talk for nine minutes and then three weeks in you guys are like still talking about toad and you're like, why are we still talking about Houston? <laughs> um, yeah. The, the, those are, um, those are examples of like what I like about the show is even if it goes South, even if it falls apart, there's still something salvageable about it. You know? Yeah. yeah like the, you, like the batch bachelorette party with like your brother and he just started going down and going down and like he was drunk. And, oh, your bachelor. Oh, party. right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, like even if it's falling apart, there's still comedy to be and uh, jokes to be mined from it. Right. Well, it's funny, and th- and they're always like a surprise too, because you never see them coming. Like, um, like the episodes where uh, Gidim like almost died. Like he, he like he str- like was. Seizing. Oh, it had like a, some kind of seizure or something. Yeah. yeah. Or when uh, Walt breaks the the uh, iPad. the iPad and gets pissed off, and like those. <laughs> And like those are great episodes because everything it shows emotion and it shows character, and everything turns into like real. Like there's a, I am really upset, and then the the way that you guys are able to kind of talk through it a little bit, um, I think it's important. I think it's interesting because when it's it's too easy to just get pissed off and just walk away, and but to sit there and be able to kind of talk it out a little bit and kind of diffuse the situation a little bit is fantastic. Like like when you guys talked about Walt when he was like gone for like what was it like two months. Because he was oh, like, he got sick. yeah, when he got really sick, and yeah. like you guys sat there and you, you guys just talked and like just hearing how sad he was and like now with the the dog, right? Yes. It and that like that's when the moments get real and like I feel like every podcast needs that and not everything can be like happy sometimes because you just got to show realness and like character so it's not like kind of like fake. If right. you know what I mean. You guys are real, man. That's why we like telling Steve Dave. Um, <laughs> anybody listening to this, obviously, uh, we've been talking about telling Steve Dave almost every other episode sometimes. Uh, you guys are a fantastic episode. Even going all the way, um, I I think I'm on my third run through all, all of the episodes. We played in the car um, all the time. So um, it's fun to kind of go back and to kind of hear some of the old stories I'm familiar with. And then it's like, oh, okay. Uh, and then kind of know where the story ends. Um, it's always kind of fun to hear those early, um, like these different situations and stuff that you guys get into. Yeah. People sometimes will come up to me, Hey, do you remember this? Do you remember that? And it's like, no, cause I, I, I haven't, I've haven't listened to the catalog three times. I, I, you know, I, we, we do it and then I'll go through it, you know, to edit it. And then that's it. Then I never hear it ever again. So sometimes people will remind me of stuff that we've said or things we've done. And I'm right. like, I have absolutely no recollection of that. Cause you got to right. figure, you know. Tell them Steve Dave plus tell them Steve Dave Patreon plus comic book men plus right. you know view askew Age. stuff. 
plus age yeah all that stuff it's just like it's it all just starts to swirl after a while well I know, and it's funny because like when because uh, i was thinking i was like like when we were like writing uh out what we wanted to kind of talk about i was like I'm like i don't think we could really talk about like specific episodes i'm like I, you can't expect anybody to remember 585 episodes <laughs> yeah it's a little much yeah so, um but yeah there are definitely certain moments obviously um anything you guys put in the puppet theater would you guys ever consider doing another puppet theater uh i i, I think we would it, but it's just like these days the technology has gotten to the point where we probably wouldn't have to do your standard you know yeah puppets although i thought i thought it looked great it has a, a definite charm to it like i'd rather do it that way uh but i remember the guy thorn at the time was just like it was such it was such a, a pain in the ass to do that i think even as like a young go-getting kind of guy he was still like this is this is too much <laughs> i don't want to deal, deal, deal with this shit ever again <laughs> and even the guys from uh, south park said that right with team america yeah. they, they were like we'll never do it again it's just too much trouble Right, because uh, you guys would, you guys make lots of uh, like ideas and projects, and some of them you never come to fruition. But when you guys pick a project and you finance it, you guys go big, making clay, um, the T uh, Tezzy TV uh, elephants in the room. Um, yeah. You guys go big on your projects when you guys like settle on one. Yeah, those are fun to do, and it's it's great when you had like with elephants in the room. We had the comic book men uh camera and audio guys at our disposal so we we're like hey would you mind you know helping us out with this so now you have a professional tv crew helping you with your project right. you know just because of happenstance uh i think what i love what i love most about you guys is uh i talked a little bit about it with ming is like when i since i've been doing this podcast a little bit and uh, as i'm working and I'm, i do all of my editing um, and I post everything and I do all the socials. So I'm, I, I, I like the idea of being a part of the, the, the whole process. And then as I do it, I get all these emails from people or, or anytime I live stream, I get people emailing me and they're like, um, I can, I can help you with your audio. I can help you with your video. I can, I can do all the social media stuff. And it's like, I'm 37 episodes in. I'm like, I barely have an idea what the hell we're doing. I like what I'm doing. And I like that you guys have always like kept it very like indie. Like you guys are just like, we're going to do it on a poker table for years and we're going <laughs> to buy and like, we're just going to do it at the same table. Um, so I love the idea that you guys, um, you know, kind of filter the money into like the projects versus like, um, like we need to just decorate more and have more stuff. You're like, we, we just need a table and mics. So I love the we don't have a typical studio. Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> I think that's all we got for you right now. Um, we appreciate okay. you for coming on. We will definitely, I talk, we talked to Ming. He's going to come on for our one year. So that's sometime in like July. Um, but we'd love to have you back. Um, do Brian, uh, does Quinn or Walt, do they do like random interviews or, or kind of? Uh, I don't think Q really does that much because he's an extremely busy guy. Once in a while, you'll catch Walt doing them. So, you okay. know, yeah, all right. I would have well, rolled out Walt. I'll, I'll uh, reach out. I, again, I appreciate you for coming on. Um, I mean, you have our numbers, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, for the most part, pretty respectful. Every once in a while, we, like, oh, just text him. I'm like, I can't just text the guy. I'm like, 
I'm going to send an email. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to filter it through Mary Beth for a minute. We're going to be professionals about this. Um, but it, it did get to a point where I'm like, all right, I got to text you personally now. But, um, but we, we tag you on some stuff. Um, and then, like I said, this episode will come out on Friday for you. Okay. Um, but we appreciate you coming on. Um, and we'll invite you back at some point whenever we come up with another fun uh, uh, event for us. Gotcha. All right. You have all a right, good boys. night. Thank you. You too. Take it easy, boys. See you later. Whimsy. Whimsy.